We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Training camp is right around the corner. It is officially training camp week. Finally, it's about time. It's been so long since we've had some real things to talk about when it comes to Colts football. So we are both over the moon about this now. And guys, to kind of help preview training camp that's happening mid to late this week, we thought that we would talk about five position battles that we are going to be watching. Now, there's going to be some guys um, that are going to be battling a couple guys, probably about two guys that are going to probably be legitimately battling for these five positions that we're going to be talking about. And just a caveat, we probably could, you know, talk about some other positions at the back end of the roster. But strictly for this one, we're going to talk about five positions that we feel like are going to have some sort of impact on the team this year. You know, we think that whoever wins this is going to play a significant role in this team's success or failures this coming season. So with that caveat, let's get into it. And let's start with the first position on offense. And honestly, funny enough, talking about impact, probably the least amount of impact out of any of these guys. Talking about, of course, running back number three. We know the two with Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines, but I think there's a wide-open position battle right now between kind of a couple guys, honestly, for that running back three position. Obviously, the Colts have Philip Lindsay, who they signed in free agency. Um, they also have, you know, a guy last year in Deion Jackson, who was an undrafted free agent, who was who played more of that backup role last year. And they have a couple guys, a, a couple undrafted free agents as well. And all these guys are trying to battle for that number three running back position. So you think if Jonathan Taylor, you know, has to, you know, get, get some breaks, you know, down the stretch in, in the course of the season, this guy might get a few of those runs down the stretch to kind of help him out. And the Colts obviously want a guy that's going to be effective down there because, I mean, the Colts have even said as much, right? They felt like they used Taylor probably too much last year. So the need for another all down back, I think is, is really important. Um, let's talk about this position though, Derek, talk to me about all these guys that are going to kind of be battling for this position. Yeah. It seems like there's just so many of them, you know, and it's hard to really get a grasp on which one of these guys really even has an edge. You know, I mean, there's CJ Verdell who came out of Oregon, you know, undrafted free agent. Devonte price came out of Florida Atlantic undrafted free agent. You still have Deion Jackson. You have Philip Lindsay. And you have Tyson Williams, who just came from the Ravens. You know, he's got a chance to, 
be able to take a spot. I mean, there's five guys that are all going to be battling for that number three running back spot, right? And unfortunately, you know, at the end of the day, you think that four of these guys are just not going to end up being very happy with the decision. And, you know, maybe one, maybe two guys end up staying on the practice squad for in case something were to happen. But, you know, it, it's going to be very interesting to see who actually gets the edge. Philip Lindsay, again, was a star when he first got in the league, but he, he's dropped off quite a bit. So, you know, it, does he still have anything left in the tank? Does Deion Jackson have something in him that provides something that Jonathan Taylor would normally give? Does Tyson Williams have something extra to provide versus what we saw with the Ravens, right? Does CJ Verdell and Devontae Price's ability to get into the open field provide them some kind of ability to rise above the, all of them, you know? So it, it really is going to be fun to watch all of these running backs and see if there is any of them that do stand out. Uh, at the end of the day, I mean, it might be, probably the most intriguing uh, spot when it comes to it, because right now just nobody really knows what it's going to look like, but it'll sure make for fun competition. Absolutely. And competition breeds excellence, right? So whoever's going to do it, you feel like they're going to be really well-prepared and we're going to say at the end of the day, this player earned it. They earned that number three running back position. So very excited to see how this group shakes out. I think right now, if we're choosing to someone saying who's going to be the running back number three for the Colts, I think we'd probably all probably lean towards Philip Lindsay just because of the pedigree before what he's done in the league. But you're right. Anything can happen. So nonetheless, going to be a, a fun position battle to watch in training camp. Let's move over to staying on the offense. Let's move over to the tight end position now. Talk about tight end number two, right? We all know tight end number one, Mo Ali Cox. You re-signed him, you know, for a couple years. But beyond that, there is no experience, virtually no experience at tight end number two. And there's going to be a couple guys kind of battling for that position. You have Kylan Granson, who you drafted last year, didn't even have 15 catches last year. Um, you know, you 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 drafted Jelani Woods in the third round. You drafted Alec Ogletree. Or Alec, I always say Alec. <laughs> you drafted Drew Ogletree as well. So you have a lot of talent there, a lot of unprovenness, yes, but a lot of talent as well. But the real question is, okay, who's going to be, you know, that tight end number two with Jack Doyle hanging it up? You know, who's going to take the reins there and really make an impact? I I'm really intrigued to see. You know, I think it's really going to be, be between Jelani Woods and Kylan Granson. But I would say this, don't count out Drew Ogletree either. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how many guys they actually keep on the roster altogether. You know, you and I mentioned the idea of them potentially getting, you know, keeping four tight ends on the roster because, you know, the Colts like to run three tight end sets. And if somebody were to get hurt, you know, having a guy like Drew Ogletree, make sure I got that one right, uh, <laughs> ends up on the roster uh, throughout the mid part of the season. So it'll be very interesting. I think at the end of the day, it's really going to come down to who looks the best in pass coverage at or um, in passing downs is really going to be the most important thing here because, you know, we, we know Jelani can definitely block. He's got the size to do it. You have a tight end in Moali Cox that you feel extremely confident can run block. And Kylan Granson even had a few times where, you know, he actually showed his ability to block as well. So, at the end of the day, it's who's going to be a better receiver uh, at the tight end position. That's what's 
going to ultimately come down to who makes more catches, who makes more consistent catches, who is making plays through contact, making those plays that Matt Ryan just throws one up to you and you make it uh, and come down with it, you know? So at the end of the day, I think it will be Jelani, but again, don't count out Kylan Granson. You know, he's got a different outlook on training camp this year. Hopefully uh, he's a lot more motivated and a lot more ready to take over. But, you know, you can't look away from just how big of a person Jelani Woods is and how intriguing of a skill set he has to think that that guy is going to end up sitting. It just doesn't seem logical. I think, I think honestly, yeah. The top three guys will be utilized. The question is just the snap count, I think. You know, who's going to get the majority of those number two snaps, right, behind Moali Cox? And, and I think that's on, honestly what it's gonna, what's going to happen. Um, I, and maybe they, all, maybe they all do get a significant amount of snaps. I mean, they have all these different versatility, right? We talked about Jelani Woods, you know, the big guy. He's, he's got a little of athletic ability as well. Uh, Kyle Grant's a little bit more of that vertical threat down the field, you know, and can get those yards after catch and things like that. So I'm going to be really intrigued to see how this plays out and how that factors into the snap count for this upcoming season. But nonetheless, it's going to be an interesting battle for snaps this coming season. All right, let's stay in the offense. Last position we want to talk about on the offense, I think it's probably one of, if not the most intriguing position battles to watch. Of course, we're talking about the left tackle position. You know, you have Matt Pryor, who did play last year for you and Spurs did start some games, but that was at right tackle and right guard. Now Pryor's making the switch over to the left tackle, and you also did sign, or you also did draft an offensive tackle out of Central Michigan and Bernard Ryman. So these two guys, I think, are going to go to war, man. They're going to go battle this out for that left tackle number one. I honestly think it's going to be a wide-open competition. I'm very excited to see you know, who ends up you know, taking that position. I'm really excited because... Honestly, Derek, neither of these guys have any experience at the pro level at left tackle. So I'm very intrigued by this. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, anyone should be intrigued by it because you love the competition. And you're right. There, there's no experience at that spot on this roster, really, when you look at it from a couple of different angles. So it'll be very interesting to see who steps up and who makes the biggest impact. And you know, there's really not, it's going to be pretty easy to tell who will be making the biggest impact because you got two guys that have never been in this position at this level. So it'll be very interesting. Whoever steps up the most, you're going to know is going to end up getting that spot, regardless of who's been in the league and who hasn't, right? So, you know, Frank Reich and Chris Ballard have stated that Matt Pryor is going to get the benefit of the doubt. No question about it. He has been in the pros for a few years and understands what it's like to be a pro. So understandable that he would get the start to uh, throughout training camp. But it really is going to be interesting to see what happens when Quiddy Pay and Yannick Ngakwe go at him for the first time at that position and seeing how he handles the pressure. And we'll see how Bernard Ryman handles it with him being his first time in an NFL locker room and on an NFL field. Be very fun to watch. Hopefully, it'll be a lot more fun to watch than watching Sam Tevy get blown up by Ben Banigou all last training camp. <laughs> I hope so, or else we've got some more problems, man. Right. Uh, let's, just, let's hope for the best. I mean, I don't think it can get any worse than that, but you know what? Uh, as Colts fans, we've seen a lot of crap, so you know, never say never, but hopefully not. 
But yeah, I think it will be ultimately good for these left tackles to face the Quiddy Pays, to face the Yannick Ngakwe's, like to face some pretty good guys in terms of edge guys. Um, you know, at least we think they're going to be really good this year. Um, so it's, I think it'll be just better for them to even get better, especially, you know, a Bernard Ryman, who we feel like he has a lot of potential and he's eventually probably going to be that starting left tackle, the future for the Colts. It'll be good for him right away to kind of get thrown into the fire a little bit, you know, get battle tested because you're not going to, it's not going to get any easier, man. You're, you're facing some really good pass rushers this year. You know, even in your own division, you're facing the likes of Josh Allen, right? You're facing some of those guys. That's really good. Harold Landry, you know, some of those guys. And you're facing the AFC West. You're facing the Khalil Max. You're facing the Joey Bosa's. You're facing, you know, throwing Chandler Jones. There's so many guys you could throw in there um, that you're facing. But all that to say, I think it's going to be really good for this left tackle position. I'm really looking forward to how this battle plays out. I really, really am. Because uh, I don't think necessarily, even though they say Matt Pryor has a competition or he has the, the kind of leg up right now, he has the benefit of the, benefit of the doubt. I mean, if Bernard Ryman's out there just killing it, man, I don't see any reason why he wouldn't be your starter week one. I mean, I think that's the beauty of it is that could realistically be a possibility, I feel like. Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, Ryman's coming in here with a complete invitation to take over. It's just going to be an ultimate uh, factor of does he do a better job of blocking Yannick Ngakwe and Quiddy Pay off the edge than what Matt Pryor does? And and the eyes are going to be on those two because, like you said, neither one of these guys have played the position at the pro level before, so both of them have something to prove. Yep, yep. Really looking forward to seeing how that battle plays out. Let's switch over now, guys, to the defense. There's two positions we're going to watch. Ironically enough, Derek, both in the DB position, uh, first off is that cornerback number two. I mean, there's two guys really going for that spot, competing for that spot. Isaiah Rogers and Brandon Faison, both guys who started last year for their respective teams when some injuries happened and filled in pretty well, I would say. Both guys had pretty strong springs as well. So this is going to be a pretty fierce competition because honestly, Derek, whoever doesn't win this is probably going to end up being cornerback number four on the depth chart, right? Um, we will see exactly what happens with Stephon Gilmore. You know, does he maybe get a little bit of a pitch count this year as, as opposed to how he's been in the past because of the age? We'll see. I don't know exactly. You know, he also does have some injury history as of recent. So, you know, if he gets banged up for a game or two, these guys could easily be, you know, the number one, number two corners. So all that to say, I think cornerback number two is going to be an interesting battle because both these guys, I feel like, have a legitimate shot to win this thing. What are your thoughts on this position battle? I mean, you know my deposition on the cornerback, too. I've always been Team Isaiah Rogers. You know, I just think that Isaiah Rogers this year is going to take that giant leap once again to make him a bona fide corner on this defensive uh, backfield. And I really think that he's going to end up being one of the best corners in the game by the end of this year. I mean, I think Brandon Faison definitely has some intangibles to him that will definitely make things interesting. Obviously, understanding the defensive scheme with Gus Bradley, you like the fact that he has a more understanding of this kind of defense, which is good for him. But I think the skill set that you're matching with an Isaiah Rogers, I think is just going to levitate him way higher than Brandon Faison could ever dream of. So I'm I'm curious to see, you know, how the cornerback room kind of fills out 
Uh, we've talked about the back end of it, obviously, a lot over the last week and a half when it came to who could round out the rest of the roster. But when it comes to actual cornerback number two, I'm going with Isaiah Rogers all day long. I think it's his to lose, and I don't see him losing that spot. Uh, yeah, you never know. You never know. I think Rodgers certainly has a leg up right now, but hey, man, anything can happen in training camp. I mean, I think best-case scenario, Isaiah Rodgers wins that. But if Brandon Faith's on your cornerback number two, you could be doing a lot worse. I'll just leave it at that. So looking forward to that position battle. And then the last position battle that we got to talk about is a strong safety position. You know, funny enough, after we recorded our DB conversation, uh, Rodney McLeod was, was placed on the PUP list. So it looks like Nick Cross, at least early on, We'll get the opportunity to be your starting strong safety in training camp. So we'll see if he relinquishes that. We'll see what happens. I mean, I think it's good for him to just kind of get thrown in there day one and just go out there and see what happens. Make mistakes, learn from it. Hey, this is the time to do it, man. So uh, what are your thoughts on this position battle for safety, strong safety, number one? It's going to be interesting to see, like you mentioned with Nick Cross, now having the ability to have maybe that first, maybe the second week of training camp where he's going to get the majority of the first team reps. You know, now that Rodney McLeod is, you know, dealing with an injury of some kind. And it'll be very interesting to see how he takes advantage of that. Does he thrive under that pressure or does he end up, you know, faltering and you have Rodney McLeod come back and it's clear Rodney McLeod is the far and away better safety for this group. So what you and I mentioned it several times already. We thought that uh, we thought that Rodney McLeod was probably going to get the starting job right off the bat due to the fact of his experience. But it, it, it will be fun to watch Julian Blackman and Nick Cross early part of training camp with those two young athletic safeties out there running around it, it'll make things very fun to watch against guys like Matt Ryan and, and Nick Foles. You know, that that's a lot of speed off the back end there. Really excited to see if Nick Cross gets a couple of turnovers his way or if he just gets picked apart by Matt Ryan because, you know, Matt Ryan definitely is a very smart quarterback and Nick Cross being a rookie, that's a very difficult thing to have to deal with your first training camp having to guard uh, receivers in a, offense led by Matt Ryan. So it'll be very interesting. And I th I can't wait to see who gets more turnovers in training camp when it comes to Nick Cross and Rodney McLeod. Cause we kind of thought about that a lot last year that that was, uh, that was Isaiah Rogers thing in training camp seemed like every practice he was getting some big time interception that was going to go for a pick six. Right. I mean, that was, that was the talk of the defense. So be very interesting if something like that happens with Nick Cross. You can't ignore it. So that that's definitely going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, and guys, those are our five positions we're going to look at. Those are the five positions, I think, the, the ones that are the most intriguing to us. Now, there are some other positions that we could mention. We could probably talk about wide receiver if we wanted to, probably talk about kicker if we wanted to. But I think all in all, these are the five positions that we are the most intrigued for. Let us know what your guys' thoughts are on these five positions. Do you agree with us? Do you think these are the five most intriguing? Let us know in the comments below. Guys, we are so excited for training camp. If y'all are going out on Saturday, be sure to catch us out there. We will be out there. We will be a part of the media, which we are very thankful for and very grateful for. Thank you to Colts PR. Shout out to them. They do great things. Uh, thank you, guys. So 
be sure to check that out. Be sure to, if you see us, say hi to us. We'd love to say hi to you. Love to talk to you for a little bit. But it's going to be a fun week, guys. Really excited for it. That'll do it for this one. And as always, guys, go Colts. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.